knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you are awake. He's here to give you a pinch and a poke. So you better open up or else you'll get the smoke. This is Ho 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 Dream Theory. Ho 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 Motherfuckers. Ho Ho Ho. Happy Holidays. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. What do we do on stream theory? I'm going to make it nice, concise, and simple, dear listener, because Ian has a habit of talking a lot, and Ian didn't sleep. So Ian refers <laughs> to himself from the third person for the moment mm -hmm. that's liable to change. Uh, what we do here on stream theory is we take some sort of streaming property. It's typically a movie, but we, we have done television shows in the past. Uh, we distill it through our own sort of fucking quirky, weird-ass lens, you know? Uh, we have our process, which is the good, the bad, and the remake. We collectively crowdsource some stuff that we like about this streaming property, no art is perfect, so obviously after a while we have to talk about stuff the art could have done better. And at the end of it all, when uh, Hollywood inevitably re recycles this storyline in five to ten years, you know, we want to be there on the ground floor with the pitch already made, so we get down and dirty in the sandbox of ideas and we make a better fucking movie out of what we just watched or something. I don't know. It's wild. We got a five fucking tiered grading scale. You'll know how bad it is depending on how dramatic I am about my rating. Uh, the, the must watch is good. The uh, kissing booth is bad. Kissing booth is always bad. And you don't trust anyone that tells you that they like that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good rule of thumb to live yeah, by. Yeah, that is a good rule of thumb. Solid, yeah. so, solid rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, little, little wisdom there for your... Uh, for your ear holes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this has been a great, it's been a great time, uh, dear listener. Thank but you for tuning yeah, in. Thank yeah. you guys. You now have the tools. Go. <laughs> Go forth and do. <laughs> we have taught you to fish in the sea of ideas. And chop that wood. Chop that wood, you creepy carny man. <laughs> you Why are you wearing a mask? Is that blood on your overalls? Right, why are you chopping wood? <laughs> Wait, no, he's chopping he's chopping down the roller coaster. <laughs> oh, he was the final destination all along. Oh, yes. Yeah, the final destination is indeed the friends we make along the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, what are we watching, man? Oh man. All right, what so today reviewing? it's throwback Thursday. We are talking <laughs> about how the Grinch stole Christmas, not the uh, original animated classic narrated by Boris Karloff, not mm -hmm. the most recent one, not Ooh. the musical no. that just came out that is apparently a, a travesty unto God and taste. Uh, we're mm. talking about the 2000 Jim Carrey vehicle. Uh, it is starring Jim Carrey, Taylor Momsen, Jeffrey Tambor, Christine Baranski, Bill Irwin, Molly Shannon, Clint Howard, Josh Ryan Evans, Mindy Sterling, Rance Howard, Jeremy Howard. There's a lot of Howards in here, which is interesting because it was directed by Ron Howard. Mm. And it was written, uh, it's based obviously on the book by Dr. Seuss. And it is... Sorry, who? What's up? No, I just didn't hear you. Oh, I said... Based on the book by who? Uh, by Dr. Seuss. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to check his stuff oh, out. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's kind of out there, man. He's he's pretty yeah. niche. You probably haven't heard of him. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. I guess, yeah. I don't know. The real counterculture sort of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and it was... The screenplay was written by Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman. <laughs> nice name, bud. Um... That's a, they, Peter knew what Peter was doing. Yeah, he did. Peter. At least his name isn't Richard. <laughs> Dick Siemens. <laughs> but his name is Pete. I know. His name is Pete. Yeah, Pete. Um, and the director of photography is Donald Peterman. Um, <laughs> 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 
What the uh, fuck? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, These aren't real names, though, right? Starring. Like someone just like cobbled together AI before it was legal and like <laughs> made this fucking <laughs> starring Dick Buttkiss and. Uh, Sorry, did you say Dick Buttkiss? Oh, Dick. Yeah, no, Dick Buttkiss isn't, isn't in that, but that is a real person. Mm. Um, oh man, who whose name I will forever enjoy anyway uh yeah so this movie came out in 2000 um it's uh kind of it was in jim carrey's wild and crazy heyday when what he made was movies like the mask and uh ace ventura pet detective like you know you know these <laughs> it had even been a while it, it had been a while since the mask it had been it? a while was since like the 90s mask. um and yeah, so this is the movie. We're going to talk about it. I'm so sorry, listener. We're all just fucking... Yeah, it, it is just what it is. I'm it. about to amp this shit up. Do it. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is horny. Here we go. There it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's We're the, talking about the goods. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. We're in the good section. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the goods. Um, I, I can start. Um, okay. Okay. I was actually surprised re rewatching this movie. So I uh had forgotten until I watched this movie how much I watched this movie when I was a kid. As I was saying to Ian, it's like kind of weird because I wasn't expecting this movie to like be a movie that had somehow mm. seeped into my brain and like kind of become a part of my own personal ethos and zeitgeist and all that. But watching it again, absolutely. It's bizarrely iconic for me. I was not expecting that. Like when when we talked about it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember I watched that movie, and then I was mm. sitting there like, oh man, I watched this movie. The fuck like, out I watched of it. the fuck out of this movie, and it's still funny. It's not perfect, but it's still funny. All the sets and everything are like really just wild and vibrant, and like I I mean, mm-hmm. Ron Howard was just like, hey everybody, let's do some peyote and design Whoville. Like, let's fucking go. <laughs> and they did, clearly, because what the fuck? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's very visually striking. Um, oh, yeah, no, they they do a good job of really nailing that Whovian aesthetic while also do. expanding on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. With some of these Rube Goldberg machines and, and the doodads and stuff that they cook up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you contrast that with his place, which is all dark and gray and green and he like lives on a pile of trash because mm-hmm. also yo this movie has like themes the themes. original the original fucking grinch was like hey man christmas isn't about like giving it's about love and then mm. this was like hey man consumerism will rob you of your soul and bullying yep. is whack yeah it's like yeah it's crazy man shit it's 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 brilliant yeah it's yeah and go for it i feel like i well i feel like this movie is so strong because it was a probably in the hands of folks who actually genuinely cared about it uh uh, b had the huge potential to make a shit ton of money so of course they actually put a lot of time and energy in uh but c I feel like there was something really personal directly tied to its themes. Mm-hmm. I found myself asking, who does the director identify with most in this film? And like Ron Howard as like a, a, a father in the early 2000s, 
around the holiday time, like I got to imagine that it feels very much like like being a type of Grinch, you know, like. And so that I don't know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Ian's Ian's yeah. head threads aren't aren't sewing together. So I'm just gonna like put the little yarns out there, and y'all put like, those little yeah. yarns out there. We'll we'll spin them into little figures. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If they make like a little like sweater or something, or <laughs> maybe a little beer cozy. <laughs> yeah, cozy, then I, I'll have done my part. I mm-hmm. there's like that scene when he comes down to accept the award, and mm. and there's mm-hmm. all the like. Can I also just say like. Watching this movie now as an adult, holy crap, how is his going back and forth not used as a perfect example of social anxiety? Yeah. yeah. Him mm. just like debating whether he's going to go, he's not going to go like, oh, well, what if it's, you know, and it's it's played for laughs. But like also as someone who freaks out before any party, like I, when I roll up to a party, I'm looking, I'm like, hey, everybody. But inside I'm just like, ah! Like, I'm so stressed all the time. It's, like, just one of my little anxiety triggers is, like, parties. I was just like, oh, man, I get you, my dude. And then he, like, mm-hmm. goes up there and they put on, they put make him put on the sweater. And then they, like, fucking goddamn waterboard him with pudding. Yeah. And, like, all the shit where you're just, like, as someone who is an anxious, slightly grouchy person, I wound up really empathizing with maybe not empathizing because the Grinch is still a dick but like sympathizing with him where I was like yeah you're you're a dick because you were so hurt and so harmed Mm. Um, and like man I get that shit I feel that right. Yeah. Well, and in the end, he's capable of of changing. You know, like, and when he does, like, he's better for it. I, the, um, there, there are some nice themes to the story. Um, and they do a stellar job. I'm gonna say this is a, as a as a good. Uh, they do a, a stellar job of taking a classic character that had just like one thing and like making him an actual character with an arc. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Like, th- the original Grinch has an arc, and it's just sort of like, I stole the stuff, and they're still singing. All right, well, <laughs> that's pretty rad. I love it. Yeah. Right. This one, he's like, he's got like actual lessons that he needs to learn, and mm-hmm. it's it, it's like, you touched on something else. Matt, you touched on something else briefly that the movie did really well, which is uh, towing the line between having the Grinch be that fucking dickhead that you're like, come on pal mm-hmm. uh, but then also being like oh yeah but like well, poor poor little poor little friend who just wanted to eat glass and like right <laughs> yo by the way this movie i uh did i mention that it's fucking horny like yeah in the classroom when she's like my favorite colors are red and green oh yeah I was she's like, like looking over at him licking a lollipop i mean she's yeah got a fetish looking- for sure <laughs> it was it a was a thing. lot like this yeah. was it i forget sometimes that like kids movies used to also be for adults you know right yeah all of the fucking 2000s movies had that shit shrek oh, is yeah, full of them like oh, it's just absolutely. how they did they were just like hey man the kids won't get this don't worry about it i'm gonna do some penis jokes now let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right you tell them the cocaine is sugar and they think it's pixie sticks right, it's yeah, great. Yeah, like, yeah. they, yeah, they yeah. never question what you're doing like oh dad loves candy too look uh, yeah, yeah i love copious amounts of candy <laughs> i love copious amounts of candy it's halloween every day it's- kids <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, too many flakes brought to you by copious amounts of candy 
Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, this movie, this movie definitely gets a little sweaty at points. Um, yeah, for and, sure. And it a is... little sweaty, a little sweaty. <laughs> yeah. The uh, who who is she? Her name Martha May Huvier. Yeah. I mean, Martha May Huvier, played by Jesus. Google heard me. That's terrifying. Uh, Christine. Christine Baranski. Jesus Christ! That whole fucking scene with the the Christmas lights, like. Oh God! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's just straight up fucking like. All right, and now we need like a fucking excuse to put a sexy Santa costume in this in this kids movie. Yeah, no. for sure. Doesn't he like fall in her her bosom at one point? Yeah, too? like yeah, yeah. That's what I, he yeah, does. That's what I, just like head he first, like, and right in the God. What is he? And there, there's a joke he makes out of it too. Yeah, I forget the joke. But. Like it's for a bit. I don't even remember what it is. I, I'm pretty sure like he just says one-liner. hello, Martha. Yeah, but like maybe, in her maybe that's literally what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is <laughs> yeah, that, okay, geez. so she came from, this movie was in 2000. Oh my God, no. This like is four? pre-Chicago. What? Yeah, yeah, Chicago was like 06 or something, right? It was right? O- 02. What? It was 02. Did she get that role because they saw her in this and they were like, yeah, she can do it. Like, uh, oh man. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. God. I could, I could not tell you. Um, what I could tell you is that like Ron Howard obviously had a crush on this woman or something like yeah. it, it, it was just, I, I, at what point I was like, all right, when do we hold the director accountable for the horniness? Yeah. Like, when do we say Ron? Like chill out. It's for the kids, Ron. Chill out, bro. Chill out. It's for the kids. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that time I was like, it's probably my, like at that time, not being, progressive as woke as I was I definitely enjoyed it I'm not I was like oh boy (laughs) her character I think is something we should talk about in the bed oh 1000% in the bed for sure which is why I feel comfortable addressing that to begin with because we gonna get to it (sighs) Yeah, uh, we're definitely going to get there. I yes. I would just like to 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 keep the good train rolling. For um, sure. Yeah. I actually think that the that the the girl who played Cindy Lou Who gave that role her all, and I think she approached it with earnestness and honesty. And I, it was like sweet. You know, I I was I was really surprised because I was like, damn, she's better than like some of the fucking kids on Stranger Things and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought she did really yeah. good. She also like, uh, I don't know. She she was just she was just really good, very sweet. Yeah. I had something else, but continue. I'll I'll think of it. Top. No, I mean that's that's basically where I was. I I. I, yeah. I have another good I want to throw into this mix because I've been a little fuzzy headed, but I think something that this film does really well is pay tribute. It, it they they do because there there are other films uh, that try to like pay tribute to uh, their classic predecessors in some way or other that completely botch it. And I'm not going to sit here and say that they stick the landing like ten out of ten every time with this, but. Uh, Specifically, the uh, the the present stealing scene mm-hmm. is really good and evocative mm-hmm. of the Boris Karloff one. Uh, uh, there's it. There is something to be said about the the ease of smashing that nostalgia button and how easily that card gets overplayed. But they they do it really well here without it always being contrived. 
I agree with you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I like that, too. I also have a good um, in that, and I think we kind of touched on it, too, but uh, I'm going to go into it a little bit further, is it just holds up pretty well, excluding a couple of things that we're going to talk about in the bad. Um, sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the relevancy of what this movie is saying, especially with what you said, Matt, I believe Matt or Ian, of him being in the house just, you know, uh, of us today mm. right now in this fucking pandemic of him like, what am I going to do in the morning? Ah, I'm going to do this and that. Uh, no, I already <laughs> did that. And the whole time just being like, holding my head down with my hand in my fucking hand, just shaking my head, just like, fuck, yeah. I get, I get all of that. And just mm -hmm. also, like, depression. Like, this dude mm. is extraordinarily depressed. Oh, my God. By, like, when he, when he yeah. breaks the glass bottle and is just yeah. sitting there eating it sadly, and then he just goes, am I just eating because I'm bored? <laughs> yeah. He's, like, it's eating bits like, of glass. Like, it's like, Fuck! It like, <laughs> hit entirely too close to home, uh, and also like failing, um, not any fault of his own, but like because of the system that has been oppressive on him mm. as a person who is different. <laughs> like, holy yeah. shit! Like this is this is not a film that you expect Ron Howard to make with if you know the Ron Howard today, because like, yo, that's like kind of big that yeah. a film in 2000 was like hey the system is broken and sometimes they hurt people who then go on to be fucking grinches yeah like what they have reasons to be grinches because you know fuck society <laughs> like yeah. at a certain point it's like it's fucked up they don't mm -hmm. yeah the fact that they take the time to not just explain why he's like that, mm -hmm. but to to prove to the audience that it isn't his fault and that he is the way he is, like because mm -hmm. Jeffrey Tambor's character is a dick, and like you Which know, is, like, yeah. So this was also at a time in the early 2000s where like diagnosing and treating ADHD in children was on the rise, and and like there was a lot of a uh, uh, concern and sort of discourse around like. Do you medicate your child, you know? Um, and and is, is the diagnosis you receive from a doctor, like, accurate, or, or did you miss something, you know? Um, so I think there's something interesting there as well, like, where it's like, these bullies suck ass, but also, like, this kid definitely, like, you know, like, is different, like, in some regard. Like, he's eating glass from the get-go. Like, I don't know, like... It it seemed to be or carry themes of like criticizing the way that early 2000s society as a whole kind of uh, treated or was ignorant of the nuances of mental health and the such and the like. Yeah. I don't know. That was something that I got from it. Yeah. Plus. I, I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Take my, take my thread, my, my thought thread knits. <laughs> take <them. laughs> You're you're yeah. doing well. You're weaving those threads into nuggets. There's a little here's a little thumb for a mitten. This is where I talk about how the lights were nice. <laughs> I also I also just want to say I really liked Cindy Lou Who's mom and dad. Mm -hmm. um, That's Molly Shannon. It is okay. it is Molly Shannon. Um, it. And Bill Irwin is the dad. And mm -hmm. I feel like they both do a really good job of playing characters who are, they're so caught up in their thing, in this thing, in this consumerist thing, to the point where they keep losing track of their child. <laughs> Over, it happens <laughs> multiple true. times. They keep losing her. And 
I'm not entirely sure that the script fully earns their emotional shift, but I think their performances of that emotional shift are very good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and I I like them as characters. I thought they were I thought they were good. Um, I thought they did. A They're good very job fun. I I was uh struck by how well you mentioned Matt that you were struck by how much you remembered stuff. I was struck by how well I remembered the uh Christmas light confrontation mm-hmm. when it happened. I was like I was like oh right I remember watching this mm-hmm. in the theater next to my mom when I was little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was weird well Um, and it's interesting right because it's like you because that's also like a class thing this woman is busy mm -hmm. pulling out the lights from her refrigerator and they're going around by candlelight so that just because she's trying to compete with the rich woman next door who just has a hundred year old chandelier that she shows off and then is like but that's shit let me show you my fucking christmas light cannon like, My fuzzle nut gun shooter. It, right. It's like, what do you even call that thing? It's like a trumpet had sex with a fucking sea urchin. And then like... <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, something weird... along those lines. Fucking out of control. Um, yeah, the production design too is just like... Yeah. God, this movie is really good. Honestly, Loki, I'm going to tell you right now. I like this better than the original. I do. I do. I I, I appreciate the classic for what it is. I don't dislike the classic at all. It's the shit, but like just uh, I don't know. It's something about it that just like hits home. I mean, I watching it, I just felt like so how like, often happy. how often is it that you see a movie that is a remake that adds an entire B plot that doesn't mm-hmm. fucking blow. I, I feel know like right. every yeah. time it actually elevates the source material. Yeah, yeah. like that never fucking happens. They don't do that. It's only the other way. There is a moment or an, a moment. There is an element of romance to it, but I think that kind of is why it's not why it's better than a lot of the other ones because it's not actually really about the romance. I mean, that's there because it's a movie from the two thousands and right. You sure. Know, right. Gotta wind up with a girl. Blah 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 blah. blah. But mm-hmm. like, instead, they have a a thing where they're like, okay, why is he such a piece of shit? Mm. And then, and they just dive the fuck into that, and mm-hmm. yep. they make Cindy Lou who uh, they elevate her to a full character out of nothing. I mean, that's the thing is they like they're pulling the she shit. She was just out a cute nothing. little button. Yeah, she was just a cute little mm-hmm. fucking. Boop. Yeah. And the, in the book, it's just like, and there was a small child. She was cute. Yeah. He was sad about it. Right. But not really. He stole that shit. He stole it. Yeah. He's, he's definitely going to steal it anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's just pure nostalgia, but also just like really good. And also, it's so funny that a lot of the critics panned it because I, it 49%, um, 80 are um, 56% audience, 49% tomato meter. Like, so I, it, I we, think it's only going to be better as time progresses it's just it is now rating it i i think you would put it without our rating and without burying lily too much up 69 70 i think for sure mm. because it's that good but let's get into why um maybe some maybe let's get into why the critics may have panned it and why uh we have flaws with it with the bad um i'll, I'll start off um hell yeah take it away yeah, so let's just let's just call call it. Uh, it is what it is. Martha May Huvier is it Huvier? Huvier, Huvier, Huvier. Oh yeah, I forgot. She's the only one who doesn't have who at the end of her name. I think. So she's yeah. Apparently, she's not inbred. Um, Christine Baranski's character. 
is problematic. Uh, literally, that's the only purpose that she serves is to be... The sexy, rich competition that eventually ends up being the prize. Boobs in a Santa suit. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's She's just the prize. She literally is an object. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if she has that many lines just to be like, oh, my God, my boobs. She's, she's got a few. Like, you know, like, they definitely interview her. Like, which oh, yeah, is, that's like, right. when that's the right. over-horniness yeah, yeah, yeah. started because, like, she... Like again, like at what point do we hold the director accountable for the horniness level in their film? Because like, yeah, either she made that choice to be like, oh no, like the Grinch does it for me still, like, and I am going to hand that up, or the direct, or or Ron Howard was like, hey, like we need to know that like you, you're uh, really into the Grinch still. Yeah, you rip like, his clothes off right now at any moment. You just are whatever yeah. he's wearing. He might not even be wearing clothes, but. Uh <laughs> He typically doesn't. Yeah, like, he doesn't. Ain't oh. that the life. Um, which is weird to think about because he does put on clothes, but we see him without clothes. So are we just watching this dude naked the entire time? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely the grumpy old naked man archetype. That's like... another bad. I wish they just had, <laughs> you know, uh, a huge dick on him. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> just teasing, though. Makeup. Just Get him. Put, that, put a dick on that man. Oh, hey, geez. um, where's uh, where's head of props? What's right? Wrong? Yeah. What well, mean? um, I was just uh, so <laughs> I was wondering where the prosthetic is. Right. <laughs> the prosthetic. No, it's on his face already. See his nose. No. We got no, it. No, 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 no. We had the. We had talked about it. It's the. Uh, um, <laughs> mm, you know mm. uh, the. Uh, the third crude. arm. The third arm. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Dude, we're not giving you a dick, Jim. Just just oh <laughs> We're not doing that, Jim. This is a kid's movie. Well uh. God. Yeah, I mean, she is apart from her one scene with the with Betty Lou Who with the lights, mm. the rest of her entire existence is just just to be hot for the Grinch. Exposition mach machine and then yeah, eventual like like anchor yeah for like mm -hmm. him and whoville like oh look like she still dig him like they're gonna like settle down maybe like yeah, yeah. as you said classic 2000s bullshit like yeah you know you mean there's the you mean that the girl and the guy don't end up together yeah. at the end i don't understand it tested poorly with audiences <laughs> no herbert it's not the 50s anymore ah well i'm rich and white <laughs> <laughs> I get what I want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably how that conversation went exactly. Uh, I mean, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a fucking problem. <laughs> I, you, we could deal without it, especially now. He doesn't even he doesn't need to end up with anyone. They don't need that at all. No, like, because what he all. can end up with is community. Because right, that's yeah, the actual yeah. like that's the actual thing is mm -hmm. like ending up with a community that actually accepts him for him. Which kind of mm, gets right. into my next point, which Ooh. is that despite all the sympathy that I feel for him, mm -hmm. um, and despite all of the um the the preachy like well let's just let's just say Ron Howard got his start on you know shows that had moralistic endings very much like this so sure you know yeah. it it gets a little bit preachy and it's despite all that I feel like there isn't a lot of there's not a lot of meeting halfway yeah I agree the hmm. who's expound on that for me yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. 
So he's up on the mountainside and uh, down there, the mayor is throwing a fit and yells at Cindy Lou Who. And then her dad stands up to him and then they all sing. Right. And then the Grinch. No, Cindy Lou Who. Wait, I'm so confused. What? How did she get onto his sleigh so quickly? Oh, the garbage chute. The garbage chute. Right. Fuck. Mm. I forgot about the garbage chute. Sorry. All right. I'm going to cut that because that's just me being a moron. Um, (laughs) All right. So, you know, they have that moment where they're like, actually, Christmas is about family. And then she goes up there and she's like, no one should be alone at Christmas. Like, she does the work for the Grinch. Mm. She puts in the Mm. work. But she was always good. None of the other Who's, like, they accept him in now that he is willing to fully integrate into their society. Yep. You know, and accept their ideals and accept their customs. Um, Mm. It would have been nice to see a little bit of, like, them getting a little bit grinchy. Just, Mm -hmm. just Just a little bit, you know? We see Martha May Houvier eating some glass and being like, oh, man, it's not bad. You know, something that just shows that mm. it's not just a one-way street. Yes. Certainly. I you know? feel that. I definitely think. Also, I think the, there aren't any really consequences for the Who's either, except for their shit being stolen. And then um, given back. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. I feel like, honestly, yes, with the song, them coming together would have been dope, but I still would have liked some like uneasiness there like towards the end like i think you of course with the kids movie and especially with the grinch you do need some type of reconciliation and like mm-hmm. christmas beautiful blah 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 but at the same time like oh we fucked up you did fuck up <laughs> it's like, yeah right like, yeah apologies like, yeah yeah he apologizes to them right they mm-hmm. in turn need to re- reciprocate that apology yeah i absolutely mm-hmm. agree yeah in some form of fashion yeah, um, and not I, just I, having a meal. But exactly, the, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think that's also kind of the problem with the original Grinch in and of itself, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. this guy hates these people's customs and then eventually learns to love them and then is accepted by them. In mm-hmm. the original one, it kind of seems like he's a little bit more like self isolating um which i mean the grinch is too but if you're gonna go the that little extra step where you're like okay this is why he's like this it's because they were all assholes to him when he was younger Mm -hmm. you then have to continue that Mm -hmm. you have to make that more you know Mm -hmm. absolutely You, you can't just say oh well it's all good now because everybody's happy like there's decades of hurt built up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know yeah because if he hadn't gone away they would still be punishing him they would still be bullying him like it doesn't (laughs) they're just older now true yeah yeah and yeah they still they still bully him like the yeah mayor's still a fucking jackass when he finally comes down like Mm -hmm. they're both jackasses but like the mayor like makes a whole fucking public show of it which is Mm -hmm. yeah i i'm not I, i i i'm not equipped to argue that fucking moral quagmire so (laughs) listeners smash that like like and subscribe button let us know in the comments like is it better to publicly humiliate someone or to do it behind their back and like insidiously (laughs) tell us us below oh don't forget to rate leave a review it boosts the algorithm yeah also like sorry i was you good good. um yeah i I I I think I know how to fix some of the flaws in this year Grinch. Okay. I think I know. Before we go into that, can mm-hmm. I just say I got one final bad? 
Two final Go bets. For it. Okay, yeah. One, the who knoses are fucking nightmare fuel. Mm, oh, they're awesome. Yeah. Like, like that's that's I appreciate that though. It's fucking the weird side of Seuss that's still terrifying. I appreciate it too, but I also recognize that they're fucked up to hell. Like they're terrifying. They are. <laughs> um, my biggest complaint about this movie, it's something that I noticed early and it was pervasive throughout. I hate the sound design of this movie. Oh. This movie has the most fucking Hanna-Barbera bullshit cartoony like very much yeah like yeah. it's just like dude can yeah. we like fuck man can we not can we not? Can we not? Could we not? Please. Like, I... It was the 2000s. I they just know. got computers. I know. Nobody had made deal. any good movies back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they kept trying for so long, they didn't get it till 2001. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A space odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I just hate the sound design so much. And this is from the perspective of someone who works in sound. So as a sound designer, tell me uniquely what, what you might have noticed or, or what, what, why that didn't work. Yeah, I mean, it's just because a lot of it feels like it feels like sounds that I've heard before. A lot of the a lot of the sounds reminded even if they weren't, they reminded me of like stock Hanna-Barbera things that were made as cheaply as possible. And so they would reuse the sound effects and they would like, re, you know, kind of just cut sure. and paste. And um, I honestly thought that was part of its charm. Like, I thought that's what they were going for to try to further evoke that uh, Boris Karloff sort of aesthetic, you know, like that lo-fi sort of. Yeah, I I get that. It just like for some reason was a little off-putting for me. And I think it's mm. because it wasn't all the way. Like there were bits uh. there were bits that were more diegetic and more realistic. And then there were bits that were like wacky, zany, cartoony sounds. Sure. And I, I think that whenever I heard the wacky zany cartoony sounds, it kind of took me out a little bit because yeah. the other stuff because it felt non-diegetic even though it technically was. Um, and this might not be something that kills it for people. And I'm not saying that you should, like, make it fucking sound gritty and realistic. Like, keep some of the wackiness. It just, there was a little bit, just a little bit too much. Um, it's a very excessive movie in terms of sights mm-hmm. and sounds. It is and, absolutely yeah. excessive. I mean, everything from Jim Carrey's performance the to yeah. the like, some of the camera shots. How many camera shots are there where the camera just spins? <laughs> there are at least three that come to yeah, my mind. A lot. A lot. And there are, there are a lot of chaotic crowd scenes. Like they do, they do some really cool, like of those, like, you know, like where they get the uh, machinery and stuff going through the town and like you're like watching it move in this space with people like grounds it it feels real i thought you were going to talk about how like jangly and clangy everything in this movie was because like it is like I, I i don't have that trained ear uh but i would hate to watch this movie on a hangover oh i mean right, uh, yeah. yeah a thousand percent this movie <laughs> i would hate if i ever had kids and they wanted to watch this movie and it was like listen we just had fucking mulled wine right Let's- yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah listen to rain instead you want to listen to rain on? i mean you glasses? just wind up like him 
in that scene when he's lying on the bed and he's hearing their fucking singing, which is also <laughs> as if anyone has lived in an apartment with thin walls, that bit is like so that hit me like right in the gut. <laughs> where they're they're like singing and he's just he starts singing along and then like screams <laughs> I was like I feel that as someone who lived right. in Brooklyn like <laughs> mm-hmm. oh man oh good right. shit well how do we fix this I, movie okay this is how we fix the film Martha May Huvier you make her a more active character uh, mm-hmm. she has her own things to learn i.e. Uh, she is also very consumed with uh vanity popularity uh the the commercialism of christmas and all that you know she is your two typical whovian woman uh in the regards to like the christmas uh craziness in fleshing out her character she has like a semi-paralleled journey with the grinch you still have them be sort of sweet on each other from the past i don't know if you make it a reveal or not like that could be fun if it's done well but that could also just like if that's your story just tell the fucking story you don't gotta like surprise anybody with it it's a bit mm-hmm. it's good uh but i think i think that cindy lou who is still there and still like a major part of the Grinch's story, but she's not the one who quote unquote saves the Grinch has him helps him have that epiphany. Like maybe she is the straw that breaks the camel's back, but there is some sort of a beat wherein uh, we do get Grinch and Martha May just like alone for a second as adults. And they have an actual conversation about Mm. what it was like when they were kids and like, uh, it, there's like you know maybe there's some simple devastating line of like you know like uh, the Grinch's self doubt and a uh, 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 like self image like held him back from seeing what 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 uh, Martha May was putting down which was like no like I was into you like we were friends and stuff uh, I I could have been better about like not being part of a shitty system and I'm sorry that happened and then you have that sort of like uh, meeting in the middle that you had talked about Matt where it's like okay. Like, now we have two people from both sides who recognize that both sides need to change. And then you can have the work begin towards the end of the third act with them having made this epiphany and sort of, like, spreading that through Whoville with Cindy Lou Who. You know, like, so, like, uh, yeah, it is still sort of a, 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 they end up together at the end, but it's more of a partnership than it is, like, and the Grinch, like... Uh, does get to date Martha Martha May. You know, like, Martha May's got her own lesson to learn about, like, not really giving a shit what people say. Maybe, like, she was into the Grinch, and then, like, when she saw how ostracized he was for, like, looking different, she, like, doubled down and started to, like, uh, go with these beauty standards or something that she wasn't crazy about. And so that's what she has to unpack and learn. I think, uh, I don't know if I can get it all here and I want to hear what you all have to say, but I think that Martha May Huvier could be a, a sort of secret linchpin in this, unless y'all got something better. I, I think you're onto something. I want to put an mm-hmm. idea forward uh, to facilitate this. So what if, what if it weren't just Christmas? What if, like, on Christmas, one of the things they do on Christmas is, like, they 
elect the mayor and the mayor's been running unopposed for so long mm-hmm. mm. and because no because he's the he's the status he's quo the he's the popular one he's the popular the one quo. and and there's this thing where like nobody like nobody ever runs against him and uh and you can do a little bit where maybe Martha May had some aspirations towards something, but was mm. basically kind of taught that like her role is to just like be the the like bimbo. And then So now we start unpacking gender roles, okay? Mm-hmm. And then and Here then in the in the shift to the second act, one of the things that the Grinch inspires her to do is to like run for mayoral office. The mayor is ousted mm-hmm. in a in a sudden turn. You know, it's one of those like if there's nobody if there's nobody else like kind of things. It doesn't have to be like a ballot election. It can just be like a show of hands sort of thing. Whatever. The Who's clearly have a fairly uh shitty system. I was about to say they see they seem to have a pretty loose system of government. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um Mm-hmm. I so I I feel like that's a possible way just just to like add a little bit of like s- flavor and also have her then get to kind of unpack where she's like no like these things will not stand Ch- change starts in local government let's go I don't know like but I mean that's yeah, does he still steal the uh, the president uh... oh yeah you got to keep okay, all that okay. you yes. can't you can't okay. yeah. You okay, can't fuck with check. any of the actual Grinch story. Cool. All that shit's gotta be there. It's gotta be there mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. the fucking Grinch, man. I'm just like, yeah, how do we massage that B plot to make gotcha. it as dynamic and emotionally fulfilling as possible? I also yeah. agree with you, Ian. It would have been really nice to have just one moment of like quiet between the Grinch and her. Mm-hmm. And you kind of realize that all of his behaviors are like an act he puts on and that actually he's just like a sad boy on the inside. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think comes in this remake. You get that towards uh, the end of act two. You're like, holy shit, is, is the Grinch going to change early? He hasn't even like stolen the Christmas presents yet or something. But like mm-hmm. he still hasn't learned his lesson for whatever reason. Maybe something like sends him regressing or whatever. And that's when that's when he steals the presents and stuff. Yeah, I would even have him come down, return the presents, and then like not immediate jubilation and reconciliation i would actually have him maybe break down in actual tears not funny tears not joking bit tears just like sadness um and then someone comes to him's like we're sorry like we're fucking mm-hmm. sorry and they hug him yeah. and everyone hugs him and then they start singing the song right <laughs> mm. So they sing it once so he can, you know, you have to go through that whole thing. He notices like, oh, my heart's growing big. Then they stop when he, you know, eventually when he his sled with all the the, the presents um, and maybe they're shocked. So there's an uneasiness there. There's a silence there and an uneasiness there. And he's about to speak, does his Jim Carrey thing, and he just can't get out words. And he just slumps and cries. Genuine tears. And maybe... <laughs> um, Cindy, who grabs his hand and maybe one, maybe, uh, I don't know, Martha hugs him and apologizes and they all hug him and apologize. And that's, and then they start singing again. Hmm. Does that make any sense? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It be it was oh. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> well, you just made a really sad grinch. Yeah, right. we did. We no, did kind of. We did kind of. Is, it, like is a, it just because we're tired? Or no, I think it's happy. I think that's a happy moment, but it's also a very like. It's gonna tug at your heartstrings a little bit more. You're gonna feel. I think you're gonna feel it because it's gonna be earned. I, right? You're like, oh, that's really. That's what sad. it has to be. It has to be earned. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel really like sad, there's. I feel like there's a space in between the like quiet moment and the the like crying somewhere in there though i do think because we're all sort of hitting the same thing which is like we need a moment of real emotion genuine mm-hmm. emotion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 that is something that was missed in that and it's yes. the genuine emotion in which like hurt is addressed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. he admits that he's being hurt because he doesn't admit that he's being hurt. Like Mm. he hates them all, but Mm -hmm. he doesn't actually like admit that the reason he hates them all is because they rejected him. You know? Yeah. It's trauma based. Like that's actually in the movie. Like he never, Mm -hmm. you know, like he shit talks the who's, but he never really like he never is honest about his own feelings, as it were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then his emotional growth is bombastic and silly. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and I I do like what you have at the end here, Ben, with this uh, this theme of community and that being like a huge piece of like what makes a moment like that beautiful and earned. Mm-hmm. There's just something really great there because, like, it's I don't know. I feel experiencing like... any type of actual genuine emotion too, right? His heart's grown size, like, so there's a lot of stuff that is probably gonna flow out like a fucking spigot, like a a gun. It's just everything's jammed in there because his heart's so tiny. So when he finally is like, "Oh, what? This is what it feels like to experience raw emotion." He can't help but come yeah. out in a way that he didn't even expect. And because, like you said, that this movie's missing that. If this movie had that, this movie would be probably A+, plus, honest, in all honesty. Yeah. And, and without the misogyny and stuff too, of course. But yes, like- All right, all right. Need to be so it. the Grinch needs to learn Emotional honesty, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, 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 real quick. Instead yeah. of him just being dropped off by a stork, we get maybe silhouettes or maybe just hands of his parents dropping him off or like by mistake. Somehow he's given up by mistake or kind of like a Moses effect or some shit. I don't know. And that's a sad part too. I don't know. Like his, his parents die or something. Don't over. Like, we don't need too much of the exposition, obviously. We don't want to bog it down with just, like, this is the Grinch's origin story. You don't need all that shit. But it would be nice just to be like, oh, so he's had doesn't have parents. So you can always introduce this uh, uh, second installment. Because, you know, if we're going to re- 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 rebooting this, they're probably going to make us make a, 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 a part two. Let's be honest. Yeah. Maybe search for his parents. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I also think that um, I want there to be a little bit more of the part of the problem is that the who's are like so entirely focused around Christmas that right. like you can't like have him shown to be differently without it being Christmas themed, mm-hmm. you know, because that's one of the things that I think does register is like him doodling in class and it's like Santa falling from a burning sleigh and all this stuff. And he's like, just being like an, as you, as Ian said, like an ADD kid. Um, I, I think it would be good for there to be like a little bit of a progression toward, because he like, he's not into Christmas and then he's into Christmas one time and then he gets made fun of. And then he's like, I hate Christmas. I hate all of you, Mm -hmm. you know? 
I, I feel like there can be a little bit more... I don't know. I'm thinking about Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, he goes from a young man who is in love with this woman, and then slowly he becomes increasingly estranged from her because he's so focused on business. And then she leaves him, and then he just becomes colder and colder and colder. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's something to be learned there in terms of the Grinch's character dynamic, Mm. in terms of the way he interacts with Christmas, where, like, maybe he's neutral on Christmas at first. Maybe it's fun. Maybe he enjoys it. Maybe it's fine. But then things start, things turn, you know? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I I feel that. I feel that in my bones. I don't know. So that's kind of, that. that's a thought. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something. Maybe it's superfluous just to, but just thinking about ways in which his hatred of Christmas can be more earned. um, And so, all right, I think I might have something, I might have something for you here. All right, hit me. Because if we're if we're sticking with this Huvier angle, oh, sorry, I should probably talk into my microphone, huh? I'm on a podcast. <laughs> um, I've been doing this for a hundred something episodes now. The Grinch needs to learn emotional honesty, but also the Grinch is uh, really really good at advocating for himself. You know, um, mm-hmm. and and also like kind of seeing through the uh, gaudy veneer. Of this commercialism Cuvian holiday. Mm. Um, so what if, again, sticking with this Huvier angle, making her more of a well-rounded person, like an actual human being or, or Huvian being, um, what if what she needs to learn, because she's clearly, I, I, I don't think it would service the film well to remove her from the position of privilege that she has, at least financially that it's the implication that's there um so what if uh, what martha may Huvier needs to learn is that uh, uh she has been so thoroughly indoctrinated or 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 uh enchanted by the veneer of christmas as it is presented to the privileged who's the 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 uh you know the uh not molly shannon who's um who have like the the snubble fussle blaster gun that shoots lights out of a snozzle at 100 miles per hour uh like what if what she needs to learn is to recognize the uh or or begin to criticize and analyze the messages that she has uh, accepted as the status quo since the beginning you know and and who better to do that than the uh, the grinch who like again is really good at advocating for himself especially after uh, hardening up after all of the abuse that he suffered at the hands of uh, the bully who's now the fucking mayor you know mm. um and so like they each have a lesson that the other one needs and so that's part of what makes Huvier so integral to the story is that like uh, she reminds the Grinch that like, hey, if you can't talk about or process how you're feeling, it, it, it you're not gonna feel good, you know? Mm. Uh, and 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 likewise, like, you know, like uh maybe when they were growing up, when they did have the doe eyes for each other, it, it, 
Huvier was a really good artist or like, you know, she was the best on the Huvian speech and debate team or something. And, and to tie back into what you were talking about, Matt, where like, you know, like, uh, but she received so many messages of like, no, I'm just like, you know, like a fun holiday Christmas loving woman who really likes to uh, uh, fulfill the stereotypical gender roles uh, of like the 50s gender roles of like a, a, an outdated society. Um, and the Grinch like can be the foil to that and be like, like, listen, stuff's tough. All right. And ah, you, you got to learn to people are going to walk all over you if you don't fucking blah, blah. And then he walks all over because he's like an asshole. But but like, you see where I'm kind of getting yeah. at there? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I I also um I want to maybe shift it a little bit. I think I might know one of the issues. What okay. if they are friends? They have a bond. Doesn't have to be romantic. Let's just fuck the romance because it's unnecessary. Um, Like, they're friends. And she is basically convinced by the other who's that, like, he's bad stocks, you know? Okay. Like, got it. Like, you can't... Uh, speaking from my own personal life at this moment, like... um. Imagine, if you will, that you're a little weirdo kid and uh, one of the people that you thought was your friends comes up to you and is basically like, I can't be your friend anymore because other people don't like you. Like other people. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Welcome to my life. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, yeah. right. So you have the situation in which like they've got a good thing going and then like she she is socially pressured into purging him from her life mm-hmm. and then they both fail to learn that initial lesson that they need to relearn as adults in order to actually have emotional growth you know hmm. yeah i can see that that works yeah i don't know yeah there's I, I ways got, there's yeah. ways to do this i think killing the romance is the best thing we could do for it yeah keep the character That's kill true, the yeah. romance yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that would go a long way yeah Just make a make friendship a man yeah, nothing wrong with friendship. Yeah, Mm-mm. friendship is friendship is the perfect kinship. The okay, uh... yeah, the one final thing I think I would shift, um, because one of the things I didn't really like about the movie is mm-hmm. like they were still doing the shit where they were like. Don't people love animals doing stuff? Like, I know Max has to be there because he's like a character, but like mm-hmm. they could tone that shit way down. Yeah. Like, oh, but Max, Max was so good. No, though. he's what so cute. Pop. He's a good boy, and you can he's keep some of that stuff. But like, I don't know. The scene where he comes home and Max is like celebrating his own little Christmas thing and hopping around on two legs, I was just like, all right, no. Right. Do without it. <laughs> He's a dog. Step too far. Like keep him a dog. Keep him a real dog. Like have him be a dog. You know. Mm. Um. And you know. And provide uh, therapy companionship for the Grinch. <laughs> um. Just a yappy little therapy dog. No, make yeah. him make him like a pit bull, but make yeah, him the sweetest go. little pit bull. Yeah. Because then, because like then you get to do the dual thing where it's like people are scared of him, but he's actually really sweet on the inside. Oh. Um, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Why don't we why don't we get into our rating system? Why don't we get into the ratings and wrap this puppy It's up? about that time. I think it's about mm-hmm. that time. Let's do it. About that time. I could talk about this movie all day, weirdly. I was like so unprepared to like be able to write a thesis on this fucking movie. <laughs> but like I started right. watching it and I was like, I know this movie deep in my bones. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Ben, what are you going to rate this movie? Uh, what am I going to rate this movie? All right. Um, dude, you know what? It's a must watch for me. 
in all honesty. It's mm. it's good. I love I <laughs> I love this movie. Yes, it has its many flaws. Do not get me wrong, but it's a classic. Um uh, make sure if you do teach you're watching with your kids make sure you ex thoroughly explain to them why some of these elements are problematic it does take some legwork for you um but also like it's fun it's got something for kids something for adults you can watch it and throw it on with your child while also explaining those issues that i talked about and have a good time you know what i mean like it's mm -hmm. it it is for everyone i think it's 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 up there to me being a, a holiday classic and i wouldn't be surprised if 10 even 10 15 years from now people will revere it as such i know a lot of people do enjoy it now especially millennials but like i think there's a place for this movie it's um, once it's once the millennials yeah. start having kids exactly because well, well like, actually we're already starting but i mean true you know it's it's just it's to me it's that good and uh, it's kind of a shame that it got shut on when it first came out i think it was just a lot to process at the time people it, like, whoa what it the is a fuck? lot i mean it is also right. like a fucking orgy of sight and sound and like right like it's it's so much it's so much. It, I can see someone, especially around that time, being like, this is annoying. But like that stuff, it's just aging fairly well. Yeah. Again, without well, all and of it. I think part of what's so interesting about that to me is like, I see that 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I remember that the princess switched, switched again has like a 60 something. Yeah, exa mm -hmm. exactly. Which exactly. Exactly. Like, is mind boggling, but I think that this this is like another Doolittle syndrome. You know, yeah. the, like this was pre YouTube. Mm -hmm. You got to watch the original cartoon like once to twice a year or some shit when it yep. popped up on your television screen, and that was yep. like the thing. I remember going to watch this movie in theaters with my ma, and she was like, "I mean, we'll see." And then we came out of it. She grew up on the uh, that one, you know, like mm -hmm. that's like that shit sort of like dropped when she was a kid. She hated this movie. Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see how she would feel if she revisited it, but she hated it because it wasn't the Boris Karloff cartoon, and I think that's yep. why I think that's why it sits where it sits. Uh, with critics all right well um who's next all right i'll go next i this sits somewhere between a must watch and an on the list i think it's a must watch because i feel like you should have seen it mm -hmm. like sure you know like not because it's going to change your life but mm. because like it's an interesting example of how you can make an adaptation of a shorter thing and add a layer to it that actually improves it as opposed to taking away from it. Mm -hmm. And and I think that mm. that's a big thing for me. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to call it a must watch in that regard. It might mm. be on the list, but it's like, it's teetering. It's teetering, but it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm pro this movie. What about you, Ian? I really like it. Um, when you frame it through that sort of educational lens, I, I want to bump it up and give it a little more leeway. Uh, for me, it sits a little more between something for the background and on the list. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but there was something there was something missing from it where like it was better than competent. It was fun and at times like you know, revelatory seems pretty you know hyperbolic, but like you know like there, there are some truly stellar moments of filmmaking, acting, writing, you know, there are glimmers of that all here. For me, I, at the end of the day, I didn't have as much fun watching this as I did watching The Princess Switched to Switched Again or whatever. Because, mm. like, there, there was just an element of unabashed awfulness and incompetence that made that more fun for me to watch. Hmm. 
Whereas this was just good enough, just yeah, 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 yeah. well done enough that like I enjoyed it. I consumed it. And I was like, that is a better movie than I remember giving it credit for. It still didn't like uh, it, it, it didn't wow me in the same way that like lesser films had. And I guess I felt weird about that. I, I need some time to still sit on that and unpack that. So who knows? Maybe <laughs> like a few months down the line, I'll have to make some sort of on-air apology but mm. uh, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have it as on the list because it is really good but it sort of sits at that like three to four mark for me yeah All i right. i think just one final thought i think if the pacing of this movie had been because for how frenetic it is it's also full of little like bits lulls little yeah. lulls and little scenes and i think if it were just a little bit tighter it would be more but as it as it is its pacing is a little bit off and i just thought of that but i think that that might be why you feel that way ian it could be cuz i i remember the post office scene happens and then like i go blank for like 15 20 minutes we mm. see grinch at home and then i go blank for another period of time at which point we do the like christmas lights thing we do the city square accepting the award thing there there are just chunks of this where i, I do feel like i i sort of tuned out because like again it was well done enough that like nothing bonkers bonkers was happening like there was not a squirrel that had an internal dialogue about murdering the young child who was the supporting actor in the in the in the story you know, like that sort of buck wild shit, like is probably not the best way to get my attention, but goddamn, I'll be damned if it doesn't work a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I could keep talking. This is a good movie and Jim Carrey is fucking really good. And if you ever doubted he could do it, here it is. Ron Howard <laughs> is a fucking enigma of a person, really. Like he really is. Like the, like never has someone so, I'm never going to work in Hollywood. Never has someone so like vanilla bean looking just been like so like difficult to parse. I thought that was funny. I thought that was a good joke. No, it, it was pretty good. <laughs> It's kind of like um, AI, where you're like, mm. why is this movie as thirsty as it is? Like, why is this right. movie so sweaty? Like, What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just there. It's, you know, who knows, man? Who fucking yeah. knows? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an enigma. Bird. It's definitely an enigma. Yeah. All right. Let's sign off on this the bad boy. Enigma. The vanilla, vanilla bean, bean enigma. vanilla bean enigma. Love it. Love it. Oh, shit. All right. Let's sign off. Let's do the thing. What's up? Fools, my name's Ian. You can fucking find me on the Meads, y'all. Just fucking staying hip with the trends, yeah? Well, on the Meads, Hashtag blessed, fucking not too stressed. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Hit, 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 hit your boy up, you know? Yeah. Fucking right there and then on the tweet. Fucking at me as baby got knack. Insta hash the gotta do it for the gram. Sock Ninja 888. Uh, Ian Mutner is my real name. That's on Facebook. So. <laughs> um, let me let me quickly hit you with a a little little factoid about yourself, so that the the Ooh. audience can continue to get to to know. I'm not going to give you a fact about yourself. I'm going to ask you to tell the audience a fact. I'm not going to be like your blood type is a positive. Um, oh fuck! I was really excited to like be handed down on high the fucking answers like. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. We're not doing this now where we're just saying hard truths about the other person and then <laughs> signing off. Um, <laughs> um, shit. 
What's your favorite winter activity? Mm. So I've never been able to go a lot. Grew up in Florida. Didn't really have a lot of money. I've only been two or three times. But every time I've gone, it was before I was in my late 20s and had back problems. But every time I had gone, I would be all right at snowboarding. Hell yeah. I really like snowboarding. A safe bet is always ice skating. I grew up ice skating because uh, that's the only way my mom could get me to do cardio was to trick me into thinking it was fun, um, which it was. Um, yeah, that's my factoid. Word. Fucking mic drop. Right, mic drop. Get out of there. Boom. <coughs> Who's next? What we got? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go next so then you can do you and then close it out. <laughs> okay. uh, right. My name is Matt Frost. You can find me on Facebook as Matt Frost. You can find me on Instagram as Spider and B, like the tattoos on my arm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as MFrost Creative. And uh, my website is mattfrost.media. And my email address is mfrostcreative at gmail.com. Hey, Matt. Yeah, what's up? What you want? What's your favorite little, like, what's a little holiday gift, like, stocking stuffer type thing that you always are surprised at how how much joy it brings you? Um, I am, uh, my family has a tendency, my stocking always has, like, guaranteed a toothbrush, toothpaste, and some lip balm. And bullshit, you say. Except, no, because dental hygiene doesn't stop and it's mm. winter and your lips get chapped. And I remember being younger and being like, this sucks. And now that I'm an adult, it's great because I know I can count on it and I can make that last until so I, like, I, I can structure it where I'm like, all right, I don't need to get a new toothbrush because on Christmas. Excellent. Perfect. Got a new one. Don't mm, buy chapstick. Nice. It's coming. It's coming. If you can hold out until <laughs> right December right 25th. You can just slather it on your face and then you're good. That's my that's my go-to. It's not super joyful, but it is consistent and it is pretty pleasant for me. I mean, I think that's the perfect thing, yeah, you know? I think that's nice, yeah. Yeah. Ben, who are you? Tell people okay. about yourself. Do all the things and then tell us. Um Ooh. It, Ian's got are one. you gonna be putting are you going to be putting someone on blast if you say the worst present you've ever gotten? I actually was about to ask that and then had the exact same thought. So, Oh, that's fine. I can figure something out. All right. What's the fucking... Hell we yeah. both thought it. We had a psychic link. What's the worst fucking present you ever had? Yep. Okay. All right. My name is Ben Jenkins. You can find me on Facebook at Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Benny and the Jets. That's two Bs and D-A. Or three Bs and D-A. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Benvolio91. Um, and if you're trying to hire a brother, casting director out there who happens to glance by this uh, uh, podcast, you could find me on my <laughs> website, Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. Um, I'm in contact with my agents at Big Mouth Talent. Holla, holla, holla. Um, yeah. And my least favorite gift, boy. Um, mine would probably be like a knockoff ipod i really wanted an ipod but i got the knockoff it's like an mp3 which honestly mm. i played the shit out of it and enjoyed it don't get me fucking wrong like it's also very much a first world problem but like i really wanted that ipod and they were like well because <laughs> of being older parents they're like but whatever nigga you can listen to music on this and i'm like okay i mean yes but like <laughs> i can't listen to as much music because this thing only had like a certain amount of gigs and like at the time ipods were like they could hold well not compared to now but they, they could hold, hold 10 albums yo right yeah way more <laughs> albums to like the off the knockoff you know mp3 which could hold like maybe 20 songs 
<laughs> which of course is a gross exaggeration, but you get my drift. So yeah, I was a little peeved. I mean, I usually was pretty thankful for most of my gifts. Um, clothes, when I was younger, I hated, and my parents weren't big on like game systems or anything like that until um, mm. I got into my later mm. teens. But I was like, no, I I want this. Like, please, this is the only thing I want. You don't got me. Don't don't have to give me anything else. Um, but yeah, that was I I remember that pretty distinctly. Mm. All right, yeah. those are so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are these are very solid. All right. Well, with that being said, um, why don't we tell the fa- people, uh, fans is generous. Uh, why don't we tell the listeners, uh, what are we watching next week? Our last Christmas movie. Yeah. What are we doing? We're do you- doing uh, Klaus, right? Klaus. Yes, we're doing Hell. Klaus next week. Another Netflix original. This is all Netflix. Um, because you know, I've, just be honest, next week. Part- probably has the best selection besides maybe Disney Plus and like we'll get into Disney Plus soon because a lot of stuff's dropping on that like like everything they threw everything in the kitchen sink at people like a couple of days ago so <laughs> we'll get into that would we have the time they're like hey you I we know you've been sitting around all year but uh here's everything whoa what yeah you yeah, know this is everything it's like Anything you thought of that we could have, you can have it now. Oh, okay, dude, like, chill. No, 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 no! No! <laughs> Aggressively giving you stuff. Oh, God. They, they're going to take over the world one day. Uh, with that being said, which they probably already have, um, right. we're going to close on out um, because our overlords at Disney have told us that we have gone over time. Oh, God, they're breaking in my door they're right breaking, now! Oh, God, no, Ian, hide! Hide! <laughs> Don't oh, move! No! Right, you Mickey right cannot remain <laughs> silent. Yeah, Mickey can't see you if you just don't move. Don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hope Ian's okay. Um, and also, me. I'm pretty sure we can't use any of that now because, again, our, no. our Disney overlords are going to kill us in our sleeps. <laughs> so thanks, Ian. <laughs> Do you I need to, do I need to remix? <laughs> you do dust. They fucking they fucking heard me singing my through my brand new whole whole new world app. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Now it's they just, have our first children. It's just this fucking like, shitty two dollar app that like it tells you you do a good job when you sing a whole new world to it. Yeah, no, we're now we're doomed for all of eternity in Disney hell. Um. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> 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 but yeah with that being said y'all uh christmas is around the corner uh we hopefully well no we definitely will have a new president because uh that thing happened and um yeah dude oh, finally i mean like yeah throw a band-aid on this uh severed arm but yeah it's uh right. <laughs> but yeah okay look at least we acknowledge that the arm has been severed <laughs> mm, sure and we're starting you gotta close up that wound um so yeah that's gonna be fun got a christmas present don't go home you know the whole spiel of where i like make you feel bad for thinking about going home because look i'm trying to save lives out here mm-hmm. doing you know doing the universe's work out here in these streets um wear a mask wash your hands wash your ass um be thankful for what you have um and hit us up on facebook it's all that stuff's gonna be in housekeeping let us know we want your feedback you are producers on this show please Mm -hmm. and with that we're giving you a little bit of pressure but not too much pressure because we're gonna be watching the movies and reviewing them for you uh because that's what we do like you're like ben it's a christmas i'm gonna stay home i don't know what i'm gonna get myself (laughs) if you live alone you're like do i masturbate in this corner or in this corner (gasps) i what what i don't know maybe you buy yourself a a, oh uh a handkerchief i don't know how sanitary that is but hey Um, just wash it every day i 
I don't know, Christmas uh, splooge. Whatever you got to do to do you this Christmas holiday. If you got to eat some fruitcake, which is disgusting. If anyone gives you fruitcake, as a matter of fact, come to their house, put a mask on and some gloves and slap them and then leave. Because that's gross. Well, who does that? I had never had a good fruitcake ever. Have you guys ever had a good fruitcake? No one has. This is what we're talking about. This is the shit that keeps us up at night. Mm-hmm. And movies. Movies is very important. But like fruitcake? What the <laughs> fuck is that? Who <laughs> let it? Who let it happen? Uh, anyway, yeah, we're too many flicks and we watch all the flicks. Yeah, you don't have to. What is fruitcake? <laughs> Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in again to another installment of Stream Theory. We really hope you are enjoying these. We really love making them for you. We know that we have changed up the segments and structure of the episodes a little bit. We would be so curious to hear your feedback. Also, maybe we haven't covered something that we should cover, or we just haven't talked about something, or you disagree with some of our opinions in these Stream Theories. Whatever the case, however you want to reach out and interact with us, You can do so on our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Too Many Flicks with a number two at the beginning and an X at the end. You can also find us at our Gmail account, which is toomanyflicks.chicago at gmail.com. We are also working on revamping the Patreon, getting a bunch of cool, new, fun ideas and merch and rewards up there for the people who do help us out over there a huge shout out to you all you're fantastic especially natalie cole who has been there since nearly day one all of you mean the world to us and thank you for your support there but we recognize that these are crazy times so not everyone can support financially doing something like commenting or liking or subscribing on whatever platform you're tuning in on means it's weight and gold to small podcasts like us and finally we know that it is an absolute madhouse out there And there are so many more important things that require your attention at this time. We just hope that we can provide you with a little reprieve, a little solace from the madness that has become our world, because it certainly functions as that for us. And we're happy to share that. We just want to finish by saying it's crazy out there. We understand. Please wear your masks. Please wash your hands. Black lives matter. And stay safe. We love you.